Good morning and welcome to episode two of Matt Chat with David Maricatani. Today I'm joined by Alex Clemson, the associate head coach at the University of Missouri. Alex, thank you for joining me today. How are things going in Columbia? Uh, thanks for having me on. Everything's great. Getting ready for a big duel this Sunday against Virginia Tech at one o'clock in Jesse Hall. Should be a really fun atmosphere and an exciting duel. Let's let's talk about that. Uh, Jesse Hall, I know you guys you guys dueled Cornell there last year, is that correct? Cornell last year and the year before that um, was Ohio U. So tell me a little bit about that. How many how many seats does that place hold versus where you guys normally wrestle? Well, it's, it's about a tenth of the size. Uh, the Hearn Center uh, roughly holds about 14,000 people when you open up the upper levels. Um, and the uh, and Jesse Hall, you know, right about 1,500 uh, seats. I don't know if we have an exact count on it right now. It's gone back and forth, but Roughly a tenth of the size. It's a really intimate atmosphere. You know, it's a it's a theater setting. It's it's got balcony seating, and and literally the mat is right on a stage, and it basically covers the entirety of the stage. The benches are kind of off to the side a little bit, um, uh, almost where you'd have you know your stage crew and, and your lighting effects and things like that going on. Um, it, it's it's a it's a pretty cool um, setting. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. I know, you know, the people down there, I you know, I know you guys get great crowds anyway, so a place like that, I'm sure you'll sell out. Uh, be, before we get into some of my questions, you know, tell the people maybe a match or two that aren't familiar with both of your school's lineups that would be, you know, worth the price of admission for maybe one or two of the matches alone. Well, I think right away you got to think about Zach Zavatsky and, and Willie Nicholas. Um, I think Zavatsky's ranked right around number 10, and – uh um, Nicholas is ranked, uh, it depends on what ranking you look at, but somewhere between six and nine. Uh, those two wrestled last year at the Vegas Invitational and really handled most of the match and, and gave up, um, an escape and a takedown, essentially lost a riding time point as well, um, to, to lose the match late. And, uh, it was really frustrating loss for Willie. Um, I, I think he's geared up and, and wrestling pretty well. I know he and Beckow just had a really good battle that he came up on the short end on um, this past Sunday, but it's, those are two All-Americans going at it. I think we're seeing a, a, a good early season with Willie Nicholas. Um, there should be an entertaining match. Those kids both wrestle a high pace and like to get to the leg. and They both have a plethora of scoring attacks that they can, you know, execute on, on just about anybody. So I think that'll be fun. And then I think probably the match right after that, you know, Jaden's number one and House number three. Very different body shapes. House looks like a you know traditional, almost like a bodybuilder guy, where he's got these big bowling ball shoulders and mm-hmm. biceps and big thundering legs. And, and Jaden's a little bit more got that racehorse look to him, where he's he, he just looks like there's there's nothing there except what he needs there to be. And, um, and I think the styles will show that too. One guy will probably be squeezing and jamming and holding, and another guy will hopefully be flying around and getting to attacks. But a, um, it should be it should be pretty pretty good. I think those two, and then if I had to give you one more, it'll be Chisco and, and Mays um, uh, at 149. I think Chisco's ranked six, seven, eight, somewhere in there, and we're ranked third or fourth depending on what poll you look at. So uh, those are probably the three the three highlight matches. Have Chisco and Mays ever wrestled before, Coach? No, they haven't. Uh, Chisco was at 41 last year, and he and Manley in a war at, at Vegas. Um, he was at 41, and uh, Manley got a late fall uh, in a really, really fun competitive match. Um, just kind of 
wrestled into a position and, and took advantage of a fall, but Chisco was a stud and um, was really kind of coming to his own. Has enjoyed the, the bump up, I think. So may as well have his hands full on Sunday, I, I anticipate. Yeah, I've got in our rankings we've got uh Mays at four and Chisco at six, so that that could definitely be a headliner uh match within within the whole dual meet. And obviously this is gonna have a big impact on uh the national duels with the breakdown where it's the non Big Ten versus the Big Ten and, and the non Big Ten schools get to host this year. So with you guys wrestling, you duel Ohio State, Virginia Tech and Oklahoma State this year, so those duels are going to have a gigantic impact on things, I would think, right? Yeah, I mean, not to mention a, a really good UNI team, um, a really good Central Michigan team, and um, you know we still have Oklahoma on the on the schedule too. So it's just um, we, we've got duels all over the place. We're at Cornell. Um, our, our schedule is I put our schedule up against anybody. I, Coach Smith's really intentional about who he who he schedules, what teams we have on the on the you know slate. We want to expose our guys to, to top-level competition and, and promote our program. Um, we have some of the best athletes in the country. They should get an opportunity to wrestle the best competition in the country and get us ready for, for March. I mean, really in our sport here, and in any sport, I mean, essentially, but especially in ours, I feel like there's such an emphasis put on, on you know, three weekends in, or, excuse me, two weekends in March um, that it's, it's important that our guys are prepared and have seen the, the level of competition and felt that and been tested and and uh um so it's it's intentional. We we definitely um wanna have one of the best schedules. I, I think when you look at our guys RPIs mm-hmm. um and strength of schedule at the end of the year, we're consistently have guys number four, number seven, number ten, number two. Mm-hmm. Um right. So I would I would put our schedule with any big ten team in the country. Well, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you, so you led right into it. When you guys do your schedule composition, what 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 thought process is besides just getting the best competition? Is there certain times of the year where you try to let guys taper, or certain guys, you know, where you're trying to really peak, or what is the thought process that you and the coaching staff go through there? You know, I wouldn't say so much worried about like tapering and peaking. I mean, you only get 16 dates, and and uh, you, you want to wrestle the best guy. So sometimes you you have to train through a duel that you wouldn't want to, or sometimes you have to push your team a little harder going into a duel than than you necessarily would like to, and and that's part of it. But I think even that's good because you know the second day, you know, at the nationals on Friday night and the All American round and the semifinal round, you're tired, you're sore, you're, <laughs> you're beat up, you know, the next day and. Uh, Conti semis or in the in the finals. I mean, you're you've been put you've been put through it a little bit. So I don't ever worry about having the guys feel a little fatigued during the year. Um, we definitely do a good job, I think, of of getting our guys ready to wrestle. You know, whoever whoever we have, whether it's a marquee duel or or a you know a non marquee duel, um, you have to respect teams. I mean, there's too many good kids out there, too many good coaches out there that we, you can't really taper and pick up and wind down like you used to as much i don't think um i also think the consistency helps the guys um we're probably a little smarter with our our volume per se but in terms of our intensity you know we like to keep it high just so the guys know that uh you know it's it's go time every time you step out there and uh um sure there are times during the season as we go we go um we'll focus more on technique and and development and overall body conditioning early in the season and then as we get into competition we'll kind of start to shift to uh you know getting match ready and and uh, maybe getting a little more volume with our live up and then as we start to get into the season we're, we're fixing 
you know, we're fixing mistakes that we're seeing in competition and we're getting guys ready for opponents with scouting and, and working on areas of need. And, and then as we get in late to the year, um, we're, we're kind of dropping that volume and, and jacking that intensity where, you know, heck, a practice might only be 50, 55 minutes, but um, it was a rough 50, 55 minutes. These guys are, are going nonstop and, and they're doing so at a really high pace. We're expecting them to execute almost at, at match perfection, you know, during that, that practice or that workout and, and uh, constructing partner changes and um, uh, different things, you know, throughout the practice to keep them um, energized and keep them locked in and, and force them to, to stay sharp. So uh, I think we, Tiger Style's got a pretty good system of uh, getting guys, you know, on the podium with 64 All-Americans since Coach Smith's been here, seven national champions, two Olympians, an Olympic bronze medalist. There's one thing Coach knows how to do. It's it's to get guys ready to to win on big stages. I would agree. You know, being a St. Louis guy and watching the development of the program from where it was to where it is now is really nothing short of astounding. Um, I actually talked to Alan Waters last night because he's going to participate in a charity all-star meet I'm I'm running, and uh, he talked to me about Tiger style. And and you can't really talk to anybody uh, involved with your program without hearing that phrase. For people that don't know what that means, can you maybe give our listeners a, you know, what Tiger style is, you know, what that means to you guys, both as what coaches expect from the guys and what guys expect from themselves so that people can kind of get a better understanding of that? Sure. No, yeah. Tiger style is, uh, you know, the mantra of the program. It's a, it's a lifestyle. It's something that's expected off the mat as well as on the mat. There's four pillars to it. It's believe. Is pillar one, we want our guys to, to really just believe in what they're doing, believe in themselves, believe in their teammates, believe in their, their coaching staff, their training methods, um, you know, just to have, you know, that kind of just undeniable self-confidence that they they know everything's going in the right direction. And the second one is compete. We want teams that compete. We want guys that compete. I don't care if the kids want to play tiddly winks on the bus on the way to a duel or, or if they're playing kickball before a practice or whatever our, our kids compete and we're doing so in the classroom we're doing so with the tiger cup here it's uh that's a internal athletic department competition between all the teams based on school based on sport and based on service and um our guys want to win it we're in the hunt every year we've won it we've been the top male team we got we got guys that that are scratching and clawing at everything so that's that's pillar number two uh pillar number three is uh one more um doing one more, you know, doing one more drill, doing one more lift, doing one more study hall hour, um, checking in on one more buddy, you know, seeing if he's doing okay, making sure he's not too homesick, asking him, you know, your, your buddy to go on one more run or to cut one more pound with you. Uh, you, you add up a whole lot of the sum of one more uh, for 40 guys for a 365-day year, you can get a big edge. You can get a really big edge, and we constantly preach the one more philosophy. And and then when you, you put that all together, um you should expect to win, and that's the final pillar. Um, when you step on that mat with your belief and your, you know, competition and your um, one more, you, you know when you tell that line that you're prepared to, to go out and, and have a really good performance, you should expect to win. Now, we're not going to put a ton of emphasis on, hey, it's all about a W, and there's a process there, and we're going to go out and scrap for points and get through positions, and, and the, the W will follow. But they should have a, you know, a belief there that, hey, when, when the match is over, I'm going to have a better opportunity than my opponent to, to get pick up the W. And I think that translates into life. 
You know, you see our guys doing some really good things. We have kids in med school. We have kids with engineering degrees. We have guys in MBA programs. Um, we have people working for the attorney general in our state, doing consulting all across the country. I mean, you name it, our kids are doing it. And I think that Tiger style translates to, to the real world for them, and it helps them separate in the workplace, which, as you know, um, is a super competitive environment right now. So I think that that Tiger style translation is, is showing up for our kids after they leave here. And that's, for us, uh, you know, a, a really big part of, of what we do. Yeah, I think you're helping those young men grow, obviously not as just as wrestlers, but as men. And like you said, what you know, they're going to wrestle for a finite period of time, and then they've got to be quality people for the rest of their lives. So I think that's just awesome. Uh, again, as somebody who's kind of watched this this program evolve and grow, one of the things that I've noticed is, and, and, and one, really, it's a chicken and the egg. It's hard to win without getting great recruits, and, 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 and getting those recruits help you win, but until you do so, it's, it's difficult. So I know before you got there, but, you know, all along the way, even now, that um, you guys have been really good at, I guess, what I would call the under-the-radar recruiting, getting guys that not necessarily top five, top ten in the country at their weight. What – what are you guys doing that um, is making that happen? What sort of traits or characteristics are you concentrating on to find these kids that end up panning out and, and succeeding in college? Honestly, I think it comes back to Tiger style. I mean, we are we're utilizing Tiger style. Those four pillars. Every day, we're, we're having our guys believe in themselves. We talk. We do a lot of things for the mental aspect and emotional aspect of the sport. We have our guys you know, doing team bonding things and we have them in for talks and we have them in for mental imaging and we are encouraging them to meet with our sports psych people. And um, we do book studies as a team that, you know, Coach Smith leads and Coach Johnson is given a weekly talk to the guys on, on mental uh, performance and sports anxiety and, and different things. So we're attacking it, um, uh, which is allowing our kids to get the most out of themselves. And then in terms of, of, of recruiting, we're looking for kids that fit that tire style mold. We're looking for kids that, you know, have belief in themselves and, and are doing the one mores and are super competitive. And when they do step out on the mat, are expecting themselves to win. And you can see that. You can pick that up in kids. And sometimes it's not just, you know, watching a match. It's, it's seeing a kid interact with his peer group or how he, you know, um, talks with his parents or speaks about his high school coach. And just we're really evaluating some some little subtleties that, and I think really define who you are. Um, everybody tries to put on a, on a, on a mask, right. Or on a show and, mm-hmm. and put their best foot forward in recruiting. I think we, we probably do it on our side too. Right. Yeah, you have um, to, sure. it's, there's a dance there a little bit, but we're, we're looking for, for guys that um, maybe, you know, we see something a little different. And um, I think Coach Smith's, you know, done a really good job of picking up some of those kids like a Mark Ellis and a Mike Chandler. Um, you know, it's no mistake we, we win with Missouri kids first. We've had some great out-of-state talent like, like Ben Askren, um, but we also, I think the core of our, our program is made up by kids like Drake Howdeshell and Jaden Cox and Alan Waters. Um, so, you know, we're always going to look nationally, um, but we'd, we'd like to keep the best kids in state home uh, first if possible. So um, those those are kind of the, the key areas we're looking for is we're, we're utilizing Tiger style and we're looking for kids that, that fit it. Yeah, and, and a lot of your, you know, you mentioned Ben, and you got guys like Ben and guys like uh, Woodley that are succeeding in MMA, and I, I've got to think that 
you know, I guess those old school guys, the ones that were really were were there at Mizzou first before you had 64 All-Americans, before you had seven national champions, before you had Olympians. Um, you got to feel like those guys really kind of kind of led the way and, and, and helped make this process maybe a little bit easier for you guys now. So what is your thoughts on those guys and how they've contributed to the program? Uh, I mean, I think the combination of those kids, uh, like Kenny Burleson and, and Tyron Woodley and obviously Ben, um, really they changed the program, you know, with, with Coach Smith, um, his leadership and, and what they were going through. And, and they were developing Tiger Style together. And Coach talks about, you know, Jeremy Spates and Ben Asker and Tyron Woodley um, helping them really decide what's important to the program and having the guys invest um, so they felt like they were, you know, part of it. And we still do that where you sit down with the guys and ask them, you know, what's important to you guys? What are your goals? How are you going to live there? Um, you know, what are you guys going to expect of your teammates? What are you guys going to require from your from each other? How are you going to hold each other accountable? Um, we still have those meetings every year to start the year off. You know, we take a camping trip and we talk about the old guys. We talk about the beginning of Tiger Style. We talk about the genesis of the program. And then we turn it over to the kids and we say, you know, where do you guys want to take this team? You know, what, what do you think is reasonable for you guys? What do you, what do you guys want out of it and how are we going to get there? It's really cool. You know, I, I know Coach talks a lot about how, you know, Ben and, and Mark and Tyron and Kenny and those guys would really hold each other accountable and how they, they changed, help change the culture of the program. And we, we always say, you know, peer pressure, um, is a really interesting thing. It can be, um, it can be a very negative force. Mm-hmm. Um, but peer pressure can also be a very positive influence. Absolutely. And we're fortunate and blessed right now. We have some great kids like Willie Nicholas, Jaden Cox, Daniel Lewis that aren't afraid to voice their opinion and, and, and speak their mind when they see something that they don't like or there's something going on within the team that they think should be better. And um, I think those guys do a really good job of policing themselves. We don't, we don't have very many behavior issues on our, our team. And even when we do, we don't have to usually get involved because our kids are hungry to, to live Tiger style. And our, uh, we have good peer pressure right now where, you know, if they do get a little – those, those good leaders are, are stepping up and, and really helping. And that was all started with, you know, again, coaching and the, and the guys that kind of came before. And it's fun to watch that legacy continue and um, passed on from, you know, each class to, to the next. Yeah. I, I, you can hear the conviction in your voice um, about how much, you know, you care about those guys and how much, respect you have for them and how they've helped grow. It's a cool thing to hear. So um, it's, and it it sounds to me like, you know, you look at this team almost like you got, you know, 30, 40 little brothers. So tell me a little bit about this year's team, maybe a little bit about just some of the relationships on there, either between the guys or you and the guys that, you know, or something that, that you would want people to know maybe a little bit more about. Yeah, our team's close. It's really close. I mean, I, I think just the amount of time that we spend together and, and we all live Tiger style and we're all focused on, on, a, on a singular goal of, you know, competing to the best of our abilities on and off the mat. You know, it's, it's hard not to, to get close to people, even people that are from very different walks of life from from all over the country um, that maybe have different views coming into things or see the world differently. Um, teams grow together and kids grow together and they learn a lot about themselves and, um, it's fun to see that. Um, it's fun to see a kid maybe from Millbrook, Virginia and, and Dylan Westman get to know a kid from, you know, um, 
inner city, you know, St. Louis or, or a kid from, you know, out West, like a Mike Larson who's gone through the program, become best friends with, you know, Michael Chandler from, from the Midwest. Uh, it, it's just, it's really neat to see those bonds get made and, and how they grow and evolve. Um, I think the word family, you know, gets thrown around a lot. It's become almost cliche. Um, but it's definitely that atmosphere here where the kids are, are bought in and, and they, they live for each other, um, more so maybe sometimes than themselves. And that, that one more philosophy, I think, really, um, of Tiger Style really kind of perpetuates that and, and allows the team to, to reach some high, high goals. Um, and it, it's fun to be a part of. There's no doubt. I don't know if necessarily I would say I have 40 little brothers, but, um, I definitely probably have, um, you know, 40 new family members every year. Um, I always tell these guys, you know, I try not to be their best friend, um, but I, I don't, I'm not going to be their dad either. Uh, it's just, there's a, I always say I'm like that, that cool uncle um, that you want to <laughs> hang out with on holidays. At least that's how I see myself, right? So uh, I coach with my uh, father, so yeah, he got to be the heavy and I got to be the cool uncle, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you can lay the law down and speak truth to them, and, and, but you don't always have to be the hammer. Um, but if it needs to come out, they understand where it's coming from. Um, I, I have a really good relationship with several of the guys on the team. Uh, it's important for me to connect with all the kids. Um, if you're if you're not in investing in people, if you're not into relationship, then you, you shouldn't be coaching. It just that's you should find something else to do. So um, the kids are what it's all about. I, I could care less how many you know times I see my name in the paper, I want to see the kids. You know, I want to see their names on the wall. I want to see these guys have this success and, and live with them, not through them. You know, I want to be on their journey. Um, but I just want to be the guy in the background that, that gets to, to watch them. It's, it's fun. Yeah, I think that it's definitely true, and um, it's well said. It kind of leads me to the last question I have for you is, as I guess – the cool uncle. What what would it what would it mean to you to see your uh, your forty nephews win a national title and bring a bring the first team trophy home to uh, Columbia? Well, you know, it, it's hard to put that in words. Probably, um, I know that the the thing the person I think of most is probably Coach Schmidt. Um, he's won every tournament there is to win with this team. He's won you know a third place trophy and a fourth place trophy. He's got five conference championships. He's coached Olympic medalist. He's, you know, he's, he's pretty much been at the pinnacle except for this. And I think the guys all recognize that. Um, I know they're, you know, they'd like to deliver it. We'd like to deliver it in front of our home crowd in St. Louis. I think that would make it all the, the more fun. We definitely have a team that can do it. You know, Penn State, Oklahoma State, Iowa, Cornell, Virginia Tech. I mean, there's a lot of good teams this year, but, but uh, we're a really good team. And, it would it would mean not just the world to our our program but also our athletic department. You know the I think the last national championship that was won in and the zoo was in the 60s and I'm not even sure what it was in. Nobody remembers it. So um, it, it's uh, it's something that we talk about even as a department that gets brought up. You know everyone here is behind us. This town is behind us. Um, our, our kids are working hard. I don't know if it'd be validation. I don't know if that's the right word for you know, for, for Tiger style and for coach the system. I don't think he necessarily looks at it that way. I think we know that Tiger style works and it's successful. Um, they've had an opportunity, you know, to, to win the nationals twice and just some things, some chips have fallen funky ways. Um, it, it would be, it would be big. 
I'll just say that it, it would be big. Um, but in terms of, you know, how we feel about ourselves or what that would mean the next morning, I don't know if a lot would change, you know, um, we have a very workmanlike mentality here, a very blue collar system where everybody, you know, they bring your lunch pail in, you, you got your shovel, your pickaxe and you go to work. I think not a whole lot would change after that. Um, you know, maybe some more number one recruits would look at us, uh, um, but we'd probably still keep just recruiting uh, the Missouri kids and, and the, the kids that we think fit Tiger style and, and keep winning with, with our guys. Um, so I, I'm not sure what would change other than maybe uh, Coach Smith to be a little less stressed. I say a little with an emphasis. <laughs> well, I, the team race looks awfully interesting this year. Somebody's doing the rankings. It seems like there's more than a handful of teams that, you know, if they wrestle right and get in the right spots could do it. And, and Coach, sure. Coach, you, uh, you know, I appreciate you being generous with your time. I know you guys got big duel this weekend and big and, you know, Cutting, carving some time out for day is greatly appreciated. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was Alex Clemson from uh, the University of Missouri. They'll be wrestling Sunday at Jesse Hall against Virginia Tech in a big dual meet. Coach, best of luck the rest of the year. Thank you very much. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good day.